0: Seven seventeen. Tommy Tucker, W.W.L. Joined by Mark Shirley, crawfish specialist with the LSU Ag Center. Mark, congratulations! You are the man of the hour. <laughs> well, you know that uh, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's true kind of too. That goes with the territory. Yep. But you are the man of the hour. Let me get to this question first. Uh, that somebody texted in two questions from the same number, and one of them says, "How long does it take for a crawfish to go from?" I guess birth to size where they can be caught uh, for a crawfish to grow and mature to boiling size, and then the follow-up from the same person is there any hope for a rebound towards the ends of the season, the end of the season? And I think both of those questions are kind of related, so we'll start there.
1: Okay, so here's the uh, given optimal uh, temperature somewhere you know in the 70 to 80 degree range. Uh, that crawfish can get from a little tiny egg, less than uh, maybe a 16th of an inch, all the way to a good boiling size in about three months. Um, now, if you uh, subject it to some colder uh, water temperatures, that's going to make it more like four months. And if he's, you know, really stressed with cold temperatures and low oxygen conditions and other things, it can be as much as five months. So, uh, but optimal, yeah, uh Three months is uh, probably the shortest we can get them up to uh, good boiling size.
0: Well, let me ask a dumb question, and that is uh, crawfish live bearers or they lay eggs? I never realized that.
1: Uh, <clears throat> okay, that female crawfish, while she's in that burrow during the summer, she'll lay her eggs uh, on her tail. And uh, sometime, uh, uh, usually right before they come out into the pond, those uh, eggs will start hatching down in the burrow. So a lot of times she'll come out of the burrow with all these little teeny-tiny uh, crawfish hanging on to the uh, those little fleshy swimwrit, uh legs on her tail. Really? And she'll crawl around and kind of protect them a little bit. But, uh, you know, as they get a little bit bigger, they kind of uh, wander off and get lost, you know, like kids in a uh, Mardi Gras parade. Uh, but uh, they'll, uh, they're will pretty much on their own at that point. Must and, be kind of uh, cute until we can grow.
0: catch them and boil them, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's just going to take a while to yeah. for them to grow before we can boil them.
0: But, you know, that image was nice of the little crawfish hanging on to the, <laughs> the tails and hanging on to mama. It was it was kind of nice to think about. Uh, let's yeah, talk yeah. about, yeah. Um, I hate to use the phrase watershed, but let's talk about the difference between farm-raised and wild-caught and uh, the likelihood of either rebounding during the season and and the situation getting better. Let's start with farm-raised.
1: Okay, farm-raised, and it's the same red swamp crawfish, whether it comes out of the farm or the basin. In fact, a lot of the farms use basin crawfish to stock their farms, so we're talking about red swamp crawfish. But uh, the farm situation right now, talking to some uh, farmers just yesterday, and, uh, yeah, you can say that uh, the catch picked up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, volume-wise, you know, looking at what they should be catching right now, uh, middle of February— uh, they're only about 8%, mm. 8 or 9% of what they'd normally catch right now. Now, a week or two ago, they were at like 4%. So, yes, the catch doubled. But we went from 4% of our normal volume to 8% of our normal volume. So and what is the still, determining
0: factor there, Mark? What's going to make that go from 8% to, you know, wherever we'd like to see it, which would be 100%, I guess. But how well, high uh, is it likely it, to go, and what are the determining factors there?
1: Well, uh, once we get uh, some more warm weather, uh, some of the uh, the young crawfish that are still uh, too, too small to, to catch. You know, they may be an inch and a half or two inches they still need to molt once or twice more before they're good crawfish. So uh, we're probably looking at another uh, three to six weeks uh, before they're you know, really good size. So uh, farm production, we're still looking at uh, sometime mid or late March uh, before we have a, uh, a better supply and you know uh, a lot of good-sized good crawfish All right, from so the farm.
0: W- so while we're talking about that, and just as an index almost, you said it went from 4% to 8%. As it stands now, what do you think is the best possible case, if we're going to use that as an index, 4%, 8%, give me a percentage of the best possible case for farm-raised cat, uh, crawfish?
1: Crawfish? Uh, <clears throat> uh, by April, I would hope we're up to maybe 20, 25% Ouch. of our normal volume. Ouch. So it's still going to be short yeah. uh, on the into p- April and
0: May. That's the best possible case?
1: Mm, yeah, I'm afraid so. Wow. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Ca-
0: yeah. Call me in April and let uh,
1: uh, I'll admit it on air that I'm wrong. I but, hope, uh, well, I hope, you, I hope we do
0: and I hope you can, but I just want the truth here. And then let's talk about the wild card caught and the determining factors yeah. and, and percentages and all that stuff. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs eggs, like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Well, uh, the Chaffalaya Basin does produce a lot of crawfish when conditions are optimal. And we're kind of seeing that uh, uh, the water levels I checked them just a few minutes ago. Uh, at Butler Rose, it's uh, 14 and a half feet. Now uh, at Morgan City, the Chafflow Basin uh, gauge is right about four feet. And that's enough water that uh, the fishermen can kind of get back into some of those uh, back swampy uh, slough areas and into the marsh uh, and actually set the traps and start running. So uh, we, we may see uh, the volume pick up a little bit from the basin. Now, uh, again, we're still waiting for the young. Basin crawfish to come out uh, and, and grow. So uh, the basin, uh, the water levels are good now, but uh, we still might have uh, some little half inch or one inch uh, crawfish out there, and it's going to take them some time to grow. So even though the water levels up, uh, some of their uh, the carryover crawfish, you know, the mom and daddy crawfish that came out of the burrows just recently, uh, they're going to be available to catch. But uh, to really get the volume, uh, we're going to wait on that young of the year crop. Which just really emerged just in last uh, within the last few weeks. So, uh, if the water level can stay up in the basin over the next several months, uh, I think it'll be a good basin harvest, and that'll give us a, you know at least a, a fairly decent supply of crawfish for us. Now, I think that means we're not going to send as much of uh, our crawfish out to the surrounding areas, uh, Texas or you know Florida or Arkansas um i think we're going to keep as much we can here and eat as much we can and then uh if there is a little surplus we'll send it out of state
0: let me get back to that index with the percentages if you will what about the percentage of wild caught that the farmers are catching and how good could that be by mid-april to late may
1: um yeah uh uh, all indications are that uh we we just don't have the population in the ponds to uh really uh supply the market with everything that it needs so uh we'll probably have we we'll have some farm uh, crawfish going to the live market uh i doubt if there'll be enough to uh peel the tail meat and you know put up the packs of crawfish tail meat like we you know like to have our etouffee and Uh, fried crawfish tails and all that other good stuff. And real quick, the farmers have
0: have less to sell, so they got to maximize their profits. So is there is the highest bidder going to get these crawfish?
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now, too. Um, You know, if you find a bowling place somewhere in the New Orleans area uh, or Slidell or North Shore or or wherever, um, they're probably going to several different uh, buying docks and picked up a sack here, or two sacks there, and four sacks over there, you know. And normally, there'd be uh, somebody would deliver, you know, uh, thirty sacks to them. You know, and every night they'd have, you know, thirty sacks to, to boil. Well, they're scrounging uh, a sack here, and a sack there. So you know, each night they may only have four or five sacks. So mm-hmm. you probably need to get there early uh, while they still have some. Uh, that they, they don't have a big supply to boil and, and pass out.
0: Thank, thank you, Mark. I appreciate your time and your expertise. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, Mark Shirley, our friend, Crawfish Specialist with the LSU Ag Center, telling it like it is, 726 Traffic Now, WWL